0: Merry few weeks before Christmas. By a show of hands and for the sake of therapy, how many of you guys have already completed your Christmas shopping for the year? All right, there's a cure for that. You don't have to suffer from that any longer. You can be free. Somebody said the other day there's two types of Christmas timing. One is I have plenty of times, and the, and the second one is oh no. And I, I've experienced both in the last week. So um, Today we're going to talk about looking backwards. And it's funny you start talking to Christians about like looking backwards, like, wait a minute, didn't, didn't Paul say something about in Philippians, I think it's chapter 3, verse 13, like, hey, don't look back. Whatever you do, just keep moving forward, don't look back. And I think in a certain context, that that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, Paul's talking about, from his perspective, he actually murdered and persecuted believers because he didn't understand. He thought he was serving God as he was persecuting Christians. And so, I, I can see why that would apply to him. He didn't say everybody should, and he said, I, this one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and pressing on toward what's ahead. Jesus in Luke chapter 9 gives us another kind of caution about looking backwards. Be careful about this. Where he, he says, any man who puts his hand to the plow and looks backwards is, is not fit for service. There's a good chance if you put your hand to the plow and you look backwards, you're going to be plowing some pretty crooked rows. So, But Jesus' context in not looking back, it's not like it's even to look backwards. He's saying, it's going to be hard to move forward following God if you're looking backwards, missing the world. Does that make sense? So, and I, and I think probably one of my favorite philosophers, um, you might recognize him, Pumbaa said, <laughs> you got to put your past in your behind, or you're behind in your past. That's probably better to say it. You got to put your behind in your past. Like, let's like, like, leave it behind, but understand this. Akuna Matata has a certain place and a certain context, but it's probably not the best way to live your life in every context. Agreed? So we, we get to other people, like, like this dude uh, named Asaph, who wrote some of the Psalms, and he says this, I will remember, everybody say it with me, I will, Amen. say it again, I will Amen. the deeds of the Lord, yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. If you read this Psalm, he's saying, life isn't so good right now, and I don't see you doing much about it. So I looked at yesterday, and you weren't there, I, I looked at last, the last king before me, and You didn't seem to be doing much. I looked at the king before that. He goes, I had to go all the way back to the books of the law and see what you did in the days of Moses. But he said, I went back until I found a God who moves. I'm not going to build my theology about what God doesn't do or hasn't done lately. I'm going to build my theology about who God has revealed himself to be in the greatest moments of human history. And so he encourages himself, not by looking at yesterday, but looking at centuries ago and finding a God who parted the Red Sea and put a pillar of, of fire at night and cloud by day and, and uh, fed people manna from heaven. So he said, I, I'm going to find a place where you did what I want you to do. Hear me. If God isn't doing what you want him to do right now in your life, I get it. Hey, Troy. I, I get it. Like, I don't think everybody has this moment every moment of every day where God's like right here, right now. But understand this. If God ever moved, it created a legal precedent for him to move in your life as well. Go as far back as you need to go till you find God moving and remember that God you serve moves. Somebody say amen. amen. John chapter, uh, well, this is the book of Revelations chapter 12. He said, then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, This this beautiful condition, now have come the salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Can you imagine this? This is not in the present tense. This is in the future tense. There will come a day when Satan will be completely, utterly, finally, and without reconciliation, vanquished by the kingdom of God and its king. Great day, right? So how do we get there? Like, how do we get there? Well, you look forward to it. Yes. But it also says this. They triumphed over him, over the devil, by the blood of the lamb, that sacrifice Jesus made for us on the cross. Whatever you've done, no matter how powerfully evil it was, it is not equal to the power of the blood of Jesus shed for what you did. What we've done will never be more powerful than what God has done for us. So they overcame it by understanding that, but also by the second thing, by the word of their testimony. What did God do in your life? What did God do in your life? What is God doing in your life? The last month, Dina stood on the platform and told you of healings from cancer. Stage four lymphatic cancer, I believe it was, in art. We've talked about miracles of, um, of provision. We've talked about miracles of direction. We've talked about a God who speaks, a God who moves, a God who tells his sons and daughters who they are. People are coming and saying, I, I got it. Like, what do you got? Like, I, I hope it's contagious because there's a smile on your face. would it be nice for something to be good to be contagious? To go viral, like, in a good way? So think of this, guys. Remembering what God has done is a powerful way to grow in faith for what God will do. So today... We're gathering for the purpose of looking backwards. We're going to look back over 2023, and, and by the way, we say Miracle Sunday. We're not talking about lightly, like, oh, that was a good thing. That was a man thing. That was a, a government thing. that was a, No, it was a God thing. We would not bring to your attention something that didn't glorify the Lord. Somebody say amen. And sometimes you don't know all the stories behind the things that people do, and, and we just thought today would be a good day to celebrate together what God has done. Good to see some young people in the room today, too. It's, it's nice to see people, like when they nod their heads, they're more like, you guys are like nodding your head. I love that. Good to see you. Right on. So, um, I'm going to introduce somebody to you that is, is well known, probably needs no introduction, but I want to introduce her because of this. Many years ago, the idea of kingdom builders came to my attention. And because of some hangups that I've had through the years, some theological struggles that I was wrestling with, some practical things of trying to help, how, how do I do this, how do I not do this, um, I went and got help, to be really honest with you. I went and found people. That, that lived in a way, in a faith, in a system where generosity was encouraged and, and celebrated by the masses. But if you were around five years ago, you never heard me talk about money. I didn't receive the offering. I was very careful to tell people, when you receive the offering, don't say, we're going to take the offering. Don't take anything. Just receive it. I was that paranoid about interrupting a trust between this platform and your seat that I just didn't want to talk about money because if you said one word wrong. How many of you guys know we're not, this, this thing of being offended isn't new? It's been around for a while. We just get to share it with other people now so we feel more right. But I, I just, I'd done some things wrong. I, I never mishandled money, but said, you know, you should be giving to this and da da da. I was too passionate about something and people were like, I'm out of here. I just never want to confuse what God is doing with what man is doing. And money seems to be that place where it can be pretty confusing to me. And Dina came to me and she said, you know what, I, I think we should be doing this thing called Kingdom Builders. Well, what is that? Well, basically, instead of having the building fund and the missions fund and the youth fund and the fund fund and the fund that ain't no fund, let's just, let's just have a bucket called Kingdom Builders and a bucket called Freedom Center General Fund. And, and the, the general fund will basically pay for the van The van payment of of ministry. But kingdom builders will put gas in the van and and in some ways fuel the directions we want to go that God's put on our heart because so many times there's been a dream in my heart but the budget is made for every day, not for the extraordinary day. So there'd be this extraordinary opportunity and we'd have to pass on it because there was no meat in the house of God. And so I fought her for three years, 34 years, going on 35 next month, you know, January. Right? Uh, yeah, you're clapping for her, and I do appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for tolerating him. He needed somebody like you, you know. But I want to introduce to you the person who unlocked the spirit of generosity that God has generously given to his people at Freedom Center. She's the queen of kingdom builders, and we love her dearly. Would you welcome Dina Wiegand to the platform as she shares this morning? <laughs> I'm sure it's the sound man's fault, sweetie, because they're always messing things up. You're awesome. Let me see. I'll press buttons, too. That's up. That's on. It's green. You're holding it the right way.
1: Just needed a man's touch, <laughs> I guess. Um, well, I guess we probably should have compared notes because you just kind of stole my thunder. The, no, I've been asked, what is Kingdom Builders? I don't understand Kingdom Builders. Um, we had a staff member the other day that said, I didn't understand Kingdom Builders till I came. And I guess the best way that I can think of it is everybody think of your favorite meal that you've ever had. Think about that. My favorite meal is going to chow or andiamo's and getting a filet steak. Can anybody say amen to that one? You ever had it? Dang. Then it comes with these mashed potatoes that are incredible, incredible side of asparagus, Um, you get a salad, can't forget the bread, right? Right? Somebody over here, right? You got to have the bread. And I'm like, that's what Kingdom Builders is. What we used to have is everybody had their own individual. So it would be like the youth would have the steak portion of it that they got. And then creative would get the um, asparagus, And um, it was really hard because everybody got a little portion of the dinner, but nobody was putting it together to be one meal that we could serve to the community and to the world. What we started doing instead was um, we used to have, like he said, general fund that then would distribute money to those ministries. And every ministry would get their own personal Sunday. But let me tell you, like the youth, the youth is a lot more, sorry for using this word in church, youth is a lot more sexy than saying creative. Youth, you can tell stories about a kid whose dad passed away and needs help going to camp. Right? You're going to raise money for that. Creative, you stand up and talk about needing new in-ears. Everybody's like, yeah, I don't want to have part of that. That's not sexy at all. But let me tell you, you can't have one without the other. Even when you're eating your steak dinner, you got to have all of it. you got to eat that asparagus, even if you don't want to. And that's when I was like, you know what seems really funny? Even with everybody having their own portions, their steak, their asparagus, the um, even Next Gen was divided. Like Elementary would have a portion of, um, they got the mashed potatoes, I guess. And... But it would come time for my husband to go and have something, his vision, which he is our visionary leader here at the church. And he would get told, no, we don't have money for your vision. Let me ask you, men in this room, women in this room, you're a leader. And you go and you say, I have a vision, I have a dream. And you get told, no. How long does that happen before you start to die inside? I started seeing my husband was dying inside because he's such a visionary leader. He has such a heart. And I just said, no, no, you're the visionary. His heart for Holly, and we had to pass up that church. And I was just like, you know what? No. Because I am a next to person. We talked last week about next to. Nehemiah had to have people come next to him to get the vision done. I am a next to, and I just said, you know what? I'm coming right next to you, and next time this opportunity comes, we will have the resources. I don't know how. I don't know why. But God then led us to Kingdom Builders, and I'm like, this is it. And you know what it's done? It's brought unity to our staff. There's no longer fighting over who gets what and who gets to have the best service for a Kingdom build not Kingdom build, but for their ministry Sunday, um, It's just so amazing, and it gives all of you the opportunity to come next to as well, so that when we go into this community, we are presenting them a full meal. They're not just getting steak or potatoes or asparagus. They're getting the whole meal, and that's what Kingdom Builders is. So today, we're giving everybody the opportunity to come next to some pretty incredible ministries, but he also asked me to share some of my favorites. Um, I don't know that I'll make it through without crying. But one of my favorites is when we added Linden last year. That was impossible. But Kingdom Builders made it possible. And without Kingdom Builders, we wouldn't have the Hensons. We wouldn't have the schoolies that we just added to our staff. And not only did we add them, it restored a faith in them to ministry. It restored a faith in them that God sees them. And Man, can you imagine ministry without these two? We're so thankful for that, and that that's a part of kingdom builders. We have the downtown Thursday night activities that we were able to go into the community and be a part of. There are people in this room, right, McCanns, yeah. that you came from downtown Thursday night ministries, and we're so thankful for that. We also were able to send funds to Convoy of Hope to help with Hawaii, which, Whiting's, you guys have a heart for Hawaii, right? It's so cool that we were able to come alongside you in a way to bless the people that you guys love and take care of them. That happened this year as well. Sorry, I should have had all this memorized. Um, Prism Project, man, what an incredible ministry. And um, one of the people that works at Prison Project also works here. And she came in one day, and she was so upset. And I'm like, what's wrong? She said, man, PRISM Project needs a miracle. We need finances, and we don't see where it's coming from. And Pastor Ian and I looked at each other. We're like, we do, because money's been coming in for PRISM Project. And we were able to write them a check that day to take care of their staffing needs and everything else. I wish you could have seen the tears. And I only saw one person with the tears. I didn't get to see her when she gave it to the director. Um, And my last one is when we were able to feed the men at Life Challenge. That was heart-wrenching. He's like, we got two meals out of it. I'm like, "Ugh!" I was hoping for like two weeks. I thought they took five turkeys. They didn't. You guys took two turkeys? Yes? two turkeys, which is awesome. None of that right there would have happened without you guys coming alongside Kingdom Builders and being part of making a miracle take place. Because for every one of those people, it's been a miracle. McCann's have experienced healing from very past hurts. Um, It's just been incredible. So I pray today you guys would see the importance of everything that you do for Kingdom Builders and I don't know how I'm supposed to pass this back over to you. I, th- but. I think you
0: just did. Yeah, thanks, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Either way, either way. Hi, Steve. So um, it says this in Scripture, Romans chapter 13, verse 7. It Talks about four different levels of relationship. It says, "Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, how I mean, you guys know there's a certain relationship with taxation. It's very warm and cuddly. I always wonder, how can I do more? How can I do more? Right? And th- that's one level. It's just talk about then pay your taxes. If revenue, in other words, you know, you can use my boat to go fishing, but I get one out of every seven fish, there's a, there's a business relationship there. It's not a mandatory overlord, dictatorship, or they waste, all, never mind, keep moving, Jim, right? Um, there's revenue. Then third one that says, if respect, then give respect. Well, respect requires proximity. I have to be around you. You have to be around me. I have to observe you, not just read what you've written to me. And then the last one is the one we're going to talk about now, and that is, if if it's honor, then give them honor. And so today, for the rest of the service, we're going to take some time. Lyndon's going to do the same. I'm looking up there, although I don't know where Lyndon is. I'm going to look up in the... I just think this is the coolest camera angle up here. I look thinner when I look up, so I really like that camera. One chin, Lyndon. Can you see that? (laughs) Only one. I love it. So um, they're going to go do their thing because they're going to do a, a different set of honorings that are particular to Linden and so forth, and we're going to stay here. So everybody say goodbye to Linden. Goodbye, Linden. Dina, you actually got to come up for this first one, because the first one is, is Claire's Hope, and one of the greatest, love this ministry. Tell us about it. You're going to cry, aren't you? Yes, I
1: am. Uh, Dave and Tammy, you guys want to come on up? I want to Tammy introduce you guys, Kromer. this is Dave and Tammy Cromer. They are the directors of Clara's Hope Ministry. Where do you look? That's a great question. We don't know Yeah, either. just at us, I just guess. Keep going. It's
0: their problem. They have to fix it by pressing buttons.
1: But... Um, I was on Tammy for a long time saying, you need to start, start something for adoptive families and fostering. And she's like, not time, Weekend. And I'm like, okay, next month. You really need to, not time. <laughs> she and I have a very funny relationship. First time I met her, I handed her like a red card. She handed it back to me and said, no, thank you. We're all set. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Huh. So No one has ever um, said, I
0: wonder what Tammy's thinking. You know, it's always kind of right there. <laughs>
1: But um, it wasn't until Clara came into the picture, which if you don't know, Clara was a daughter that they adopted. She lived for eight months. And um, she was terminal whenever you guys took her in. And um, that was hard. I mean, and I know you guys felt it, everything, but to watch your friends go through it, to watch um, your family go through it, and everything is um, hard. And when she passed, you're like, you know what? Enemy's not winning. Hmm. He doesn't get this because I'm going to rise up, and we are ready to start the ministry. After a time of healing and everything, they were ready to do it. And um, completely self-funded. They don't, um, like we will sow into kingdom builders and help. Um, But they, Tammy's always out raising money. And I'm like, girl, that's gotta be killing you. Talk about killing a visionary leader when they have to go out and raise the funds. And it's not funds to pay her. She gets paid very little. It's fun to take care of the um, families because she loves, they love deeply people that God has put in their lives. So, shameless plug, if you would like to be a foster or adoptive parent, you need to talk to these two today. Um, But through this, the pain was you guys went through this for a while by yourselves, nobody helping you. And we didn't know what to do. Church didn't know what to do. And you can feel isolated, right? When God calls you to something and nobody understands it but you. Talking last week about Nehemiah, how nobody got it. But... um, We start watching what God's doing, and we want to be next to those people. And we see what God's doing with Clara's Hope. And we know that today, a portion of the offering, you guys, Clara's Hope, will be receiving. And it's $10,000 to help with. um... It is to help with pain therapy costs. For not only the child coming into foster system, most of them have um, insurance. It's also to help the families because, see, when Clara was with them, they had never had a sick child. They didn't know what to do. Um, their kids had never been around that, and all of a sudden, you're experiencing things you've never experienced that nobody should have to experience. And what do you do with that? You know, when you come to your church, and we're like, we don't know. Um, we can pray. We can ask God to open doors, and that's what we did. We started praying and asking God to open those doors. So today, a portion will be going for therapy expenses, and that's all it will go towards. Tammy's not taking any home. Dave's not taking any home. Um, can I share where you guys are located? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, a portion of Kingdom Builders was there is a building down at the foot of our, I don't know which, where is it? Yeah,
0: Mrs. Lukenbell's old house. Over there. Truck Road in Shiawassee. Just throw a rock and hit it.
1: That is now their family center. That is a part of Freedom Center Church that they are renting from us. Um, but it's also used by Prism Project to have meetings for parent reunification and everything. So today you guys are going to be able to sew and come next to them financially and everything. But... Before we do that, we just wanted to present you guys with a gift here today, as well as $10,000 from the offering today, and then we will be pledging another $10,000 for next year for Clara's Hope.
0: What's in that? I don't know. Truffles? I thought with Dave it would be like ammunition for deer hunting and stuff like that. That's cool. Right
1: on. So thank you for letting us come next to you too. Okay, well,
0: let's honor them one more time. What God's done through their lives, ministries, is awesome. If they're hugging, we have to hug too. <laughs> Bless you guys. Hey, next we want to bring up um, something that's near and dear to my heart. And as we look back over the year, what can we be rejoicing about? What has God done? And it's, it's the thought of missions. We have an army of missionaries, and we send out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars so they can do what they do. They've stood on this platform just recently, told you about how they really wrestled and struggled and all that stuff. And uh, uh, part of what makes missions special to us is we we don't consider missions a spectator sport. We consider it a contact sport. So before COVID, we were shooting for about 10 missions trips per year. That was our heart. We wanted at least, you know, like there's going to be an Easter month or a summer month or a Christmas month, and maybe that's not the best time to take a trip. Although if you've ever been to, to Europe in the wintertime, it's awesome, right? But we decided, like, you know, you got to slow this down, and the missionaries couldn't have us, and some of our missionaries weren't allowed back in the country during COVID or after COVID even. So I'm here to announce today for you to know that we're looking at four trips for 2024 that you can be involved in. Um <laughs> We have a trip, of, the details will be out in about a month with the vision service that's coming up the end of January, so almost two months. We've got uh, Europe, we've got Asia, we've got uh, the Caribbean, for those of you who really want to suffer for Jesus. People on beaches need Jesus, too. Somebody say amen, you know. Now, you ever done construction in the Caribbean? You know it's not a vacation trip. And the last one is going to be stateside, and we hope to announce it to you uh, a little bit later on, maybe in the service with more details. So that's coming up. But But as... You know, as th- there's a military, and then there's a special forces. So there's ministry, and then there's missions. Ministry is, is uh, it's complicated, but missions is complex. Like, like building a car is complicated. Designing the process, the supply lines, the, all it, it's complex. So when we look at, at missions, it's not, it's not just like, oh, they need to preach the gospel. It, it, it's that, but it's preaching gospel in a language. Or to an audience or to people that have a very different view on life, very different hurts, very different wounds, very different aspirations. And so we we looked, we scoured the world to bring a missionary here today. And I'd like to invite Jim and Carrie Parkin, if they would come to the platform, our local missionaries the Grand Blanc. You hear say, no, you're supposed to go not me, but I clearly said her name. Did I not? So they they pastor our Grand Blanc campus. You may say, well, they're just they're pastors, right? They are, but they're pastors in a context that creates not just the, the complicatedness of ministry, but the complexity of missions. And that is they, they minister to the, the first responder community. So combat veterans, police officers, EMTs, etc. Um, just recently in casual conversation, we were talking about counseling. I, I enjoy counseling. Counseling is a massage for my soul. It's it's a relaxation for my brain. I like that. And so he said, yeah, I broke a counselor the other day. I said, well, he goes, yeah, I... You know, they asked this question about my day and what I was there for. I told them, and they just sat there with their eyes open and started crying. I thought, okay, I broke her. I, I shouldn't have said. I should have been honest, right? But when you when you are engaged on the insides of people and then try to come home and deal with the outsides of people, understand that sometimes when when trauma happens in your life, it, it comes home with you. Does this make sense? Soldiers, come on. Uh, school teachers, right? Come on. You're actually a school teacher and. And uh, EMT is the right thing to say, but it's not, right? I know, paramedic, I say ambulance driver, everybody hits me, so it's not that, not ambulance driver, right? But their stories are ghastly, and they minister to a community of people with excellence. They do have a problem, though, uh, besides being friends with me, calling them on stage. The second problem is they're starting to run out of room uh, for the Grand Blanc campus. And I, guess I think that's a good problem they have. And we are looking forward to partnering with them As soon as that need becomes critical to find something that will better accommodate um, the people you're ministering to besides the family room couch, perhaps, you know, that would be there. So be praying for that as we expand that, hopefully, in 2024. And I do believe, babe, do we have a gift for them as well? And we're going to bring the gift, uh, whoever has it. Oh, the sparkly gentleman with the, uh, all I see is sparkles from there. It must be Chris Dobeck, the sparkly guy. So this is from our heart to your heart. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for the sacrifices you make, the stories you hear. Did you get Yeah. Remember, tithing is 10%. I'm just saying. Put it in the offering later on the book comes by. But we love you guys, and we, we, just, we just wanted to celebrate. It was, it was an idea not that long ago, and then it was a podcast that kind of talked about the idea, and then it was a Bible study kind of in the home that lived that idea, and we just see the future of what you guys are doing, not just being a grand blank thing, but it's really needed all over the nation and all over the world. So as pioneers, we appreciate that because the pioneers are the ones that have the arrows in their chest and the bullets in their back, and they get it from both sides. You stand up in a world that would really rather people just bowed. And for that, we just want to say, thank God for you. You're a, you're a testimony of a dream coming to pass, <laughs> fidelity to that dream when no one sees it. And we just celebrate you guys today and honor. You. Thank you so much. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to get off the stage because um, Pastor Ian is coming, and he's going to share about a ministry that I, I think is going to be something that you th- I thought our church always had this. Well, it's, it's kind of new to us in some ways, but there's stories you'll never hear unless people tell them. Pastor Ian's got three to five minutes.
2: All right. So in 2023, a handful of people looked at our congregation and looked at their three circles, their passions, their pains, and their proficiencies. And saw that those that were once a part of our congregation, our Sunday morning community, were no longer able to attend services. That they, they were, were at home because of health problems or you know, needed a, a additional assistance at elder home care at senior care facilities. So they were no longer able to be a part of these services. And, and, and the Bible is pretty clear about caring for those the elders, right? That pure and undefiled religion is caring for orphans and widows. So, so they saw this need and said, we need to do something. So the first thing that I want to do is say hi to those, just a handful of those that, that are are not here with us in person, but are, are watching on live stream or are listening on the radio. So let's, let's say hi to Carol Hawk, to, to Brian Morea, Dennis and Jeannie Nelson and Coach. So hi guys, we love you so much. Thank you for, for being a part of this church community and around with us. And and I tell you that I can't share too many stories, but but the generosity and faithfulness of these people that they may not be here in this room, but but are praying for you and, and for this congregation and investing in this congregation, even when we don't see them, is so inspiring. And so we, we're just... We're just so honored that this group of people has elected to, to take part in this ministry. So first service, we're going to, to highlight two-thirds of the team. So we'll have um, Marion Fitch. Larry's sick today, but Marion and um, Paul and Sidney Rudzis. You guys can come on up. <laughs> Reluctantly. I was told we're ambushing them, so we're ambushing them. So Homebound Ministry is just quietly one of the most beautiful ministries that we have here. You know, it's it's not... Uh, it's not shiny, we don't, you don't see it, but every single week we have someone that's receiving a visit. Every single week, you, you guys and your team are, are, are praying with people, you're caring for them, you're, you're walking through wives as they lose spouses, you're, you're pouring out so much to these people and reminding them that, that not, not just that the Lord is still with them, that he's still faithful, but That freedom still Freedom Center still cares for them and wants them that we ha, they have not been forgotten, and I, I'm just so thankful. We are so thankful as a congregation for your investment into this ministry. So so thank you so much. So let's give them a huge round of applause. All right. So we do have gifts. Whoa, whoa, whoa we we got gifts. We got gifts. So Chris, we got gifts. You can't get run out. You can't leave without the gifts. So that's that's important. <laughs> All right, thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Pastor Ian. Love it. Um, Next, we want to honor another group of people. Uh, Pastor JD, I believe, is here. I didn't hear him, so probably not. Okay, there he is. Good. (laughs) good. Pastor J.D., tell us about the ministry that you're going to be honoring in the next week. Yeah.
3: So. so, you know, um, being a next-gen pastor, you get to experience a lot of the uh, the highlights of Freedom Center Church, right? Like there is, um, you guys know everything when it comes to explore camps. We have 400 kids here, and we blow it out, and, you know, we do all these incredible things, and we just got done with October chaos, and everybody got to see this this highlight, this this flare, this, you know, lights and all that stuff, and all the, the, the crazy forefront things that we like to put Forward with next gen, but there's one ministry that um, looks out in a way that none of our other ministries do. If if you want to find a good youth group, you can go to five within ten miles. If you want to find a good elementary program, you can go to you know probably. There's many in the surrounding area, but there's one very large portion of the church that seems to be unreached, and I wanted to make sure that I got the statistics right, so I, uh, so I wrote them down. Um, the ministry that I'm talking about, by the way, is our Kids with Special Needs Ministry. Um, there is 85% of churches in America that do not provide any support on any level for kids with special needs. And the 15% that do, the majority of that has no level of ministry that actually provides for the student on a Sunday morning. Usually it's in a group setting where the families come together, and that's about the extent. But we uh, we have this incredible ministry here that looks to do one-on-one ministry with our special needs. So I'm at this time going to invite up our special needs leaders if you guys want to come up here There, uh look at you go wait did i even use the stairs you don't even use the stairs either we don't take the easy road in special needs ministry we take the, we take the difficult road there we go there's okay <laughs> so you can tell the leader right here is the one that actually follows the rules Maybe not the rules, but follows the steps. (laughs) The steps, get it? Steps. Sorry, that's dumb. But um, we also have two other ones that weren't able to make it. We have Lisa Benjamin, who is at her mom's retirement party. And we have Chris Shanahan, who uh, is with his son making breakfast. So I I figured, you know what? He didn't really want to get the notoriety. He didn't want to be on camera. And I was like, I get it, man. But I... My verse that I have for you guys today is Matthew 5.14. It says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And when I think about the people that are on this stage with me right now, I think of people who are the light of the world. There is only adequate ministry. And when you talk about the population of the world, there's only adequate ministry for about 5 to 10% of the population of people who have special needs Um, And so when you think about dark places, you gotta think about unreached people groups. To say that 90 to 95% of the special needs community is unreached is crazy. And so these people who I'm up here with right now are heroes of the faith. They take time every second service to either pray with ministries or to love on these students. And when I think about uh, specifically one one moment that this team came together. We had we had a student, um, I think it was last year, right, that yeah, that he passed away? Yeah, it was last year. We had a student that had been coming, and um, he had been a part of our, our uh, special needs ministry for about 10 years at this point, and he made it um, much farther than anybody expected him to make it, but um, of course, time caught up to him, and he ended up passing away. And this entire team right here... Um, Took time the weeks before he passed away, driving to their house, dropping off meals, uh, praying with the family, believing that there was going to be um, a miracle that could come through, right? And God did provide a miracle. I mean, he was only supposed to make it to, I think, three and a half, right? Wasn't even supposed to yeah, and he made it to 18, and so God just made miracle after miracle after miracle, and unfortunately, this is just one of the passing aways, but when you deal with special needs ministry, you deal with a lot of heartache. And so these soldiers right here are the ones that are on the front lines that are loving our students well and making sure that we can take care of these families extra well. So we also have gifts for each one of you. So Chris, if you want to bring them up, they're the ones that get the cart, because we had to make sure that each one of them got a gift. And... Uh, and Carrie, because you are our fearless leader, as I believe, uh, Deb put it, because you're our fearless leader, you're the one who actually gets the extra special gift. So so there you go. Everyone else, your gifts are, are over there. But I just wanted to say thank you so much to all you guys. Personally, from the bottom of my heart, um, this, this church doesn't run without you guys. I mean, I mean, the majority of you are involved in ECO. Kurt, you are almost in some type of government entity. I don't even know what it was, but I voted for you. So... I don't know. I just see names and I just write them down. You know what I mean? He was a good one. (laughs) Better than that time, I voted for Harambe. Anyways, (laughs) but this this team is great. So could we just all join together in thanking this team for what they do and being on the front lines?
0: Yeah, those are big steps, aren't they? I can't believe you guys four-wheeled over. Hey, our last one uh, today is, is this. Those you who have been around a long time know that our, the heart of Freedom Center has been um, been something we really would, would love to plant in other locations, other places. And so just over a year ago, we took stewardship. We took care of what we now know as Freedom Center Linden Campus. Pastor Jason and Melanie and their team out there. Just killing it. A handful of people. And, you know, during a transition, a lot of people say, hey, this isn't the church that I was a part of, and I'm, I'm going to cut out. And so they had to deal with that kind of early on. We're leaving. We're staying. What's new? But today, they've built this beautiful church in Linden. And I have some good news um, to report along those lines. As of January 1st, Jason and Melanie McKay will be our full-time campus pastors in Linden. So all other responsibilities... FCA, uh, men's ministry, all that will be being dropped for the purpose of really dedicating here. And I set a goal for him the other day. I'm not saying it's his goal, but I set a goal for him the other day, and that is that that campus would be running at least 300 people by December 31st of next year. And they have taken that. They have ran with it. They're out in the rain the other night at the Linden Winter Solstice Anti-Depression Event or whatever that was we had the other night in Linden and they're corndogging it and hanging out, inviting the Episcopalian priest to visit. It was just wonderful. So I, I really see that that's not just a goal. I think they'll meet that earlier, but don't tell them I said that because this isn't being recorded. Actually, it is. I lied. Um, <laughs> so th- along the lines of, of campus uh, adoption, we, we hope to announce to you in the next few weeks. We, we have been in conversations now with another church. We, we won't tell you where. It's a private situation. Many other congregation doesn't yet know about it. But I hope to stand... Right here in the next few weeks, and announce to you that once again, Freedom Center Church is pregnant. Um, that that vision to expand, uh, pregnancy expansion—it's it's good enough. We'll do that. Yeah, hopefully we don't get stretch marks on our souls. But here we go again. A year later. It looks like we're going to be, you know, if all things go according to plan, we'll be we'll be parenting another congregation soon. And many of you are comfortable in this room. I love this place. I can't wait to stay here the rest of my life. We're going to hear a still small voice there. Are you sure you're sitting in the right seat? Are you sure you shouldn't be going somewhere else to church within the Freedom Center family? Because <laughs> we're going to need all hands on deck. So, um, yeah, along those lines with Linden, with missions, special needs, on it goes, The Kingdom Builders offering is what remains between us and the end of the service right now. And I just, what will the miracles be of 2024? We've talked about some of the miracles, really just a handful. The miracles of 2023. Piano guy, join me if you would, please. But what will the miracles be of 2024? In a way, we're about to answer that question. There's three places that resources from this offering will be going. We already mentioned one is gonna be Claire's Hope, $10,000 of the $27,000 goal. The creative department, There'll be another department that gets this, and I know Dina said that in-ears uh, aren't, aren't sexy, but how many guys recognize having stuff that works is important to people that are trying to be creative, right? But the thing that I'm probably most excited about that's on Creative's calendar for this next year is they're putting out an original, all-new music album. You say, well, that, that's exciting. Is that a vanity project? I, let me just, just hear my heart for a second. I've been preaching the gospel the greater part of my life there's no sermon I will ever preach that will have more impact than a song. When when this congregation, and and Brennan alluded to it, he said, you know, we're worshiping at things, and there's that, you are more than able, hit the room. Did you feel a change in the room? There was a change in the room. Understand, if I would have said those words, you said, oh, that's a nice thought, good sermon. I wonder if mega's crowded. But in a song, it's just, there's something about music that gets behind our defenses and right into our spirit. And so I this project, I believe, is, is really going to usher in a new era of ministry for this place and then well beyond this place. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. And the last place it's going to go is to our financial financial care. We used to call it benevolence, and I'm so old, I still call everything by the last name, not the current name. I'm still saying that Paul, the fall harvest party is now the hallelujah wean or something. I don't know, some sort of a deal they call it out. But, but I, I'm still way back there. But, but it, it is when people come to this church and say, my family's in desperate need. We're going to lose the car. And if I lose the car, I lose the job. If I lose the job, I lose the house. If I lose the house, I lose the kids. And there's about $200 of repairs that stands between me and utter chaos. Will you help me? How many of you guys know it's nice when the church gets to say, Merry Christmas, sign Jesus? <laughs> right? So that's where this, this offering, this final one of 2023 will be going towards... We hope to raise $27,000. And uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. My wife said that I'm a visionary. Um, vision is an important part of this. But understand vision with without provision is extraordinarily discouraging. It's very frustrating. It's easy to get angry. And so the vision I believe God will always give to somebody. The day I, I stop seeing what God wants me to see or being able to try to communicate where we might want to go will be the day that I'm sure he'll remove me to go do something else that's wonderful in my life. I'll, I, I can't wait to stand at the door and be some sort of a hybrid between Miss Pat and Bud Code. You know what I mean? Just I'm the hugging old guy with the butterscotch candies in my pocket, all the kids run up to, don't tell mom, I know you're a diabetic, take these, it's going to be fine. I mean, that's what I want to be when I grow up is really like them. But in the meantime, I'm useful here. So I just say this, that that vision, it has to be met. It's, if it's my vision, it goes nowhere. If it's our vision, we will, by the grace of God, provide for that family that needs that $200 car repair and change that world. So what is the church to do? We're to look back and see what God has done. We're to look forward and trust that God will do it again. Sister, babe, one last time, come up here and tell us how to do this because what is vision, big vision, mine all the details that make the big vision come to pass no idea there's probably a card or something right yeah I'll get out of the way this is what you do so well
1: Um, first of all I just want to encourage everybody in this room that everybody that stood up here their vision their dreams um, they all had to get out of their comfort zone to be who God called them to be We've been talking about finding your passion, your pain, your proficiency to find yourself. And I'm gonna share with you guys what I've been sharing with our staff. Some of us need to get brave enough to ask God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Because see, we've all gotten very comfortable coming to church on Sunday, going out the doors. Um, God didn't call us to comfort. He called us to step out into faith, into the vision that he has given us. And I just want to echo what the song was singing whenever um, it was getting close to the end. He's not done with you yet. I don't care if you've got gray hair and you're the oldest person in this room. He's not done with you yet. It's time for you to come alongside somebody or to have a vision and have the faith to step out into it. Right? Some of you are like, man, I wish I had that confidence, that boldness, that... They didn't have that when they first started. Carrie Panlin did not have the confidence to lead a ministry like this. But it was on her heart, and she stepped out in faith, and God did it. Right, Carrie? That's... Um, did it hurt like heck when the Parkins left us and went to Grand Blanc? Did I cry like a baby? Yeah. But for them to stay here would have been wrong. They had to make the hard Right. And say, we're going where God's called us to. Um, So I want to encourage you guys today. Ask the hard question, God, where do you want me? Because as you can see, there is a church that loves coming alongside vision and dreams and hopes. Like he said, we're not doing this because he's got a vision. We're doing this because we have a vision and it's to reach the lost at any cost that doesn't cost us our beliefs and we are so thankful that we get the opportunity to come alongside what God's asked us to do to be a light in this community that we can go into this community and give them the full plate they can have as much meat as they want as much potatoes as much asparagus because you guys say I see it too so Today, as we prepare to receive the offering, um, there's envelopes in the seat pockets in front of you that you can use to um, do that. You can sign up for a credit card on that as well. But um, you guys ready to come alongside some people? Man, I am. Thank you, Miss Map. The album that the creative team is going to release, man, I know he said it's going to be powerful But we just talked about it the other day. Can you imagine families driving down the road with that blasting? And unity coming into a family because of that? Man, that's powerful. And we get to be a part of coming alongside it. We get to be a part of the Claris Hope therapy sessions. That um, we're not going to be in the rooms. But man, how exciting is it to come alongside next to them? and financial care, man, those are people. Some of them are my heroes. Just a quick story. One time we had a lady come in who did her paperwork and it was a single mom, the dad just left, um, didn't even leave money for diapers or anything. And they're like, well, what are you doing to help yourself? She said, I'm going from door to door asking if I can pick up their dog poop in their yard so that I can have money to buy my kids diapers. she said, this is just temporary. I have a job, but I don't get paid for a month. And man, they could not help fast enough. They were like, we want to help you. And you know what? She's doing great today. She just needed a hand up. And those are the types of things we get to come alongside today. So we invite you guys to partner with us. We invite you to come alongside with your finances And if you have a heart for any of the ministries we've talked about today, they would love to talk to you. All of them are staying, you guys are staying around too? Everybody's staying around between services. Even if you just want to give them a hug and say thank you. But um, you guys glad you came to church today? All right, me too. I am going to pray over this offering. um, And then we're going to have some quick announcements. So, um, God, thank you. Thank you for today, God. You forget everything that's happened in a year until you look back on it. And then you just sit there in amazement saying, Wow, God, you used us for all of that. God, thank you for it. Thank you that we got to be your hands and your feet in many, many places. So, Father, I pray, bless this offering that we would continue to bless this community, these ministries, God. And, Father, I pray right now for every person sitting in this room. Give them the boldness to say, God, what do you have for me? May they get out of their comfort zones and into the zone that you have called them to. Mm, God, I can't wait for a year from now when we get to stand up and celebrate things. God, you're just so good. We give it to you and we pray, bless it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Real quick while you're passing the bucket and filling out the cards. I'm going to make the announcements. So we have our Christmas services coming up. But first of all, this Friday night, we have a worship night coming up. 6.30 p.m. And it is going to be phenomenal. you guys doing any original music? Let me put you on the spot. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. We will see. Um, Then we have uh, December 23rd is our Christmas Eve Eve service. It will be... um, In here, 5 p.m., 7 p.m. Children will be in here for the 7 p.m. We will have children's ministry for the 5 p.m. For elementary, preschool, and nursery and everything. So that will be a traditional service that is coming up. And then on Christmas Eve, we have our special service that is going to be everybody in here besides preschool and um, nursery. They will be in their rooms. But we're doing it in our PJs. Hey, what are you, you doing? I got it. it. Where do you want it? What are you doing Where here? Chinese food. It's not today, buddy.
3: What do you mean it's not today? I came running up in pajamas.
1: Uh, I'm Forgot glad you found pajamas. pajamas. I, my, I don't have
3: any snowflakes. I looked in my really like, like clothes.
1: It didn't work. You got? Don't back me off this. You got Chinese
3: food? I do. Yeah, I don't think I brought enough for everybody. Anybody else got Chinese?
0: A box of fortune cookies is Chinese food. This is that orange
1: chicken? Okay. <laughs> no JD, how many times have I told you guys, Christmas Eve, not today. Today's not Christmas Eve. No. No. Bring it back on Christmas Eve, and we'll have it in our PJs, okay? Probably a lot more. Probably a lot more.
2: Okay, sounds
1: Bring it back. Yeah. So. By the way, those were appropriate PJs. He said, I don't know if I even have any PJs. And I was like, oh, goodness. Okay, so, um, yeah. Pastor Jim's going to come back and close this. Stand
0: your feet, would you come on all over this place? How many guys glad you came to church today? All right. Let me just say this. Before we go anywhere, let's come back to just a quick moment of who am I to deny what the Lord can do? If you just close your, your eyes for a moment, I just want to pray together before we leave. We're going to go our separate ways. But Father, I pray that before we leave this room, we take advantage of what you brought into this room today, that nothing's impossible. If you'll hear cancer for art, you'll hear cancer again. God, if you'll, if you'll settle that woman's domestic you know, crises, abandoned children. God, you'll do it again. I, I pray that as we look back, if we've got to look all the way back to the Red Sea parting and Moses walking through on dry ground, so be it. But we will look until we see a moment where we see a God who has everything that we need and we will trust and we will obey. If you need healing in your body right now, trust and obey. If you feel like you have a word for somebody today, before you leave, just, just trust, obey. If you need a relationship with God today because you're on the outside looking in, maybe you came to church today just to kind of find God. But well, you, you, you found evidence of his kingdom. Now I, I say trust and obey that the kingdom has a king. Go to him. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Give me a, a clean slate, a fresh start. Fill in my blanks. Answer my questions. Where there's question marks, put exclamation points, God. But I trust you and I obey. Father, I pray that you'd have your will be done as your kingdom comes through the lives of the people in this room and this, this next season that begins very soon. Bless us to be a blessing, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. One, one last thing I have to say. Is it hot in here? Is, is it hot? It feels hot. Does it feel hot? Anybody else? Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I don't want to cause division. You got something else?
1: Um, yeah. Also, the winners of the sweatshirts, April DeLore, McCall Solowell, um,
0: Koyki,
1: K-O-I-K-I, and Paul Ritzes. You guys will come see us. Right we will get
0: those sweatshirts for right. you. See you next Sunday. Start a new series next week, guys. Come be a part of it. God bless you. Get out of here.